something extra from the wrestling podcast about nothing with Mike Crockett and the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. Yes, it is something extra bonus audio for the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 33, Larry Bird. Mike here with Brian and the people voted Brian on Twitter at the WPAN and we had a tie. How can you have a tie? What about what about tiebreakers, Mike? We don't do tiebreakers. You're expecting me to come in here and talk about two subjects? Yes, I do. All right, so the first topic was our favorite promos. All right, so we're going to play our favorite promos for you here this week on Something Extra. And Brian, when it comes to promos, I know recently we've done a lot of talk about North versus South on the all-time favorite tag teams and last week on episode 33 of the podcast. I think when it comes to promos, it's no question. The South defeats the North. Would you agree with that? I would not. No, I would not. Absolutely not agree with that. Are you kidding me? No, I would not agree with that. That's ridiculous. The flares, the dusties. You, what? What promos? Oh, you're probably gonna talk about your your boy from the Attitude Era, huh? Not. I mean, not necessarily. But I mean, come on. I, I don't know if it's as open and shut as you're as you're making here. I think you're listening to too much. Uh, book in the territory these days mike <laughs> oh, God, mike mills is getting uh, plugs galore these days <laughs> and he deserves he does a great podcast over there book in the territory pro you're wrestling turning podcast. your back on your northern brethren here <laughs> well i mean i think overall if you look at it especially when we were in our formative years brian it's gotta be the nwa promos like those saturday night promos i know adult mark would agree with me i don't think is there anything from the 80s that sticks out to you as a as a promo from WWF? Yeah, Randy Savage, Roddy Piper, the Hulk Hogan. Specific promos, though. Well, I'm going to name my favorite one, and it comes from this era. Okay, go for it then. Okay, well, the Macho Man Cream of the Crop promo. Absolutely amazing. Amazing, 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 amazing stuff. Uh, I just watched it before we recorded. Uh, we're going to play it for everybody, are we not? Is that? Yes. Okay, so yeah, I mean, have a listen for yourself, Michael. WrestleMania 3 at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's a day that I'm certain my guests at this time will not forget. I'm talking about the former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy Savage. Means nothing. Nothing. nothing means nothing. Man. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? Ooh, I'm talking about all the way to the top, yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. Macho Madness, he has got more to offer than President Jack Tunney thinks that I got. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something right now. Cards stacked against the Macho Man Randy Savage in WrestleMania 3. Yeah, let me say it, yeah. Let me say it out. Loud. And let me point to the president of the World Wrestling Federation. The Macho Man Randy Savage is not happy with your decision. Yeah, I am the cream in the World Wrestling Federation. Wait, wait a minute, and there is no doubt about it. Yeah, you mean Gene Okerlund. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Oh, wait, wait a minute, though, Randy. I've got to ask you very seriously. Do you blame Mr. Jack Tunney, the distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation, for Ricky Steamboat being the Intercontinental Champion today? Yeah, I do, yeah. Outside interference, yeah. In my moment of glory. Yeah, no, I'm living in a nightmare. And I am the cream. And now, not only the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt must fall, but the World Heavyweight Championship belt. Because Hulk Hogan, yeah, I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. And there is no one that does it better than 
the Macho Man Randy Savage. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. I'm better than you are, yeah. And I'm talking to everyone in the World Wrestling Federation. And I'm even talking to President Jack Tunney, yeah. I'm on my way. And nothing is gonna stop me. Nothing's gonna stop me. You know, just out of curiosity, Randy, and I certainly don't want to diminish your tremendous uh, God-given talents, but, but I'm very curious. I haven't seen Elizabeth lately. Yeah, she's on the outside of the ring. Does she interfere in matches? Yeah. Nothing. Zero. Yeah. Pure athlete. Yeah. And I've been, uh, yeah, maligned from the top to the bottom. And because I can't handle the macho man Randy Savage, the cream of the Nobody does it better. Well, Brian, I just want to thank the team of writers who came up with that brilliant promo. Oh, come on. There was no writers at that point. That is is 100% cocaine-fueled, my man. (laughs) And and it is 100%. There was probably a little setup right there with coffee and cream and sugar. And me and Gina got to do this promo. Okay. Uh, There's some creams right here. All right, here we go. I'm the cream of the crop. This is this is the other end of the spectrum of like the uh, was it was it Dick Slater who had like the loaf of bread that was a promo about yes. nothing. This is the other end of the spectrum on that when it goes well. <laughs> yes, I mean, I, like, I, there's no doubt in my mind that this just naturally happened, and I agree with you on this one. Thank you, thank you. I told you, Michael. I told you. But still. Those promos from down south, from the NWA, in the heyday, in the 80s, are tough to top. I mean, one that has basically gone on to become epic in the aftermath of, uh, especially after his passing, Dusty Rhodes, one of my favorite promos of all time. Uh, This one's for you, Mike Mills. This is Dusty Rhodes, Hard Times. Here is the American dream. Dusty Rhodes and Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. First of all, I would like to thank the many, many fans throughout this country that wrote cards and letters to Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, while I was down. Secondly, I want to thank Jim Crockett Promotions for waiting and taking the time because I know how important it was. Starcade 85, it is to the resident fans, it is to Jim Crockett Promotions. And Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, with that weight, got what I wanted. Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. That's hard time. And Ric Flair, you put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. 
and we all had a hard times together. I admit I don't look like the athlete of the day supposed to look. My belly's just a little big, my hand is just a little big, but brother, I am bad and they know I'm bad. And there were two bad people. One was John Wayne and he's dead, brother. And the other one's right here. Nature Boy Ric Flair. The world's heavyweight title belongs to these people. I'm going to reach out right now. I want you at home to know my hand is touching your hand for this gathering of the biggest body of people in this country, in this universe, all over the world now. Reach it out because the love that was given me and this time I will repay you now because I will be the next world's heavyweight champion on this hard time blues. Dusty Rhodes Tour 85 and Ric Flair, Nature Boy. Let me leave you with this. One way to hurt Ric Flair is to take what he cherishes more than anything in the world. That's the world's heavyweight title. I'm gonna take it, I've been there twice. This time when I take it, Daddy, I'm gonna take it for you. Let's gather for it. Don't let me down now, cause I came back for you, for that man up there that died 10, 12 years ago and never got the opportunity to see a real Wolf champion. And I'm proud of you and thank God I have you. And I love you. Love you! I want to go see that match right now, Brian. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> amazing, amazing, powerful stuff by a guy you can make a case for uh, being the greatest promo man of all time. It's just too bad uh, a wider audience wasn't exposed to it when it was happening. What do you mean by that? Well, I, I mean, I think we all know the the power of uh, even in that era of the WWF compared to the NWA. I don't know. I think you're taking a little dig there at the Southern Wrestling again, Brian. Not at all. Not at all. I, I complimented it. I, I just said Dusty Rhodes arguably the greatest pro man of all time. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how that's taking a dig. All right. Well, we got we got to move on, Brian. We got another topic to tackle here. The other topic that won the poll or that tied in the poll is the many gimmicks of Malonis. And Brian, uh, early on in the podcast, I took to um, revealing a number of your gimmicks in your intro, and I think I might have gotten them all. I don't know. I might be be missing some here, but I'm going to go through what I have, Brian, and you can uh, give me a little some details, and maybe once we're done here, you can give me a couple more that I don't have. I think I have 10 here. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, so let's... Uh, a trip down memory lane. <laughs> yes. First of all, let me say that, of course, everyone knows you're trained through Chaotic Wrestling and their school of Chaotic Training Center, but your first match was not with Chaotic Wrestling, correct? It was not. And you wrestled for Tony Atlas, am I correct? Is that your, for your first match? No, it was uh, actually for Anthony Rufo, Ali Muhammad. Okay. So when did you start working for Tony Atlas then? Um, within a few months, uh, pretty, pretty early on. Okay. Well, well, the first name that I have here is Brian, the tank Sherman. Was that one of the first names? No, that, that is incorrect, Michael. Oh, it's Brian, the Sherman tank Abbott. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but I thought that, I thought there was Brian, the Sherman tank Abbott. And then it was also Brian, the tank Sherman. Uh, no, it was just tank Sherman. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was Brian, the Sherman tank Abbott. 
and then it was Tank Sherman. So then there was a name that I recall that involved an animal. <laughs> yes? Yes. Moose Monroe? <laughs> yes. Uh, you were one Moose Monroe? Yes. The story behind that was apparently there was a jobber uh, in WWE in the 70s named Moose Monroe. Uh, and I was wrestling, again, a lot of shows for Ali Muhammad. Uh, okay. And all of their shows were in Moose Lodges. So their idea was for me to come out, and as soon as I'd come through the curtain, for me to yell, Moose! Because <laughs> it's at a Moose Lodge, and who is the crowd going to love more than Moose Monroe at the at the, the Moose Lodge? Like someone from uh, TNA is stealing your shit. Sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, Brian Buffet, we've talked about uh, numerous times. It was, uh, you were christened that in Chaotic <laughs> Wrestling, and... You were at one point to have a tag team partner who was a little skinny guy who would be Mark Buffet, correct? That's correct. And he would be the one that was very hungry, and you'd he'd eat all the food. And yes, he would deny me all the food. I would not eat anything, you know. But I'm big fat, so that's no, that's <laughs> just, a fantastic just gimmick. Booking. Just that's a great gimmick. Creative stuff. I mean, you got Moose Monroe, but I mean, there's nothing to it. Brian Buffet, you got a character. You got something to work with, so, <laughs> something meaty there to sink your teeth into. Yeah, lucky me. I get to uh, be called Brian Buffet for the first, I don't even know how many years I was in chaotic wrestling. Yes. How about... Uh, I had to lobby hard to get my name changed, I might add. That was quite a process to uh, get your name changed. Uh, you o- were almost Zakem, right? I don't think I was ever almost Zakem. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was mine. There's a bridge that was erected around this time in Boston called the Zakem Bridge, and they were looking for one word names to kind of you know have a little punch for this evolution of Brian Buffet. And I came up with Zakem, and apparently it didn't get very far. But anyway, you ended up going with your real name, which is Brian Malonis. But uh, that name is no fun. So let's talk about some of these other uh, ridiculous <laughs> ones. Uh, how about the uh, bastard son of Big Bubba Rogers? Yes, Big Brian Rogers. I was the bodyguard of the Mighty Minnie and Blair Warner. Yes. And I w- the, the character was I, I, the, on a uh, trip through town, uh, the WWF on a trip through town. Uh, I was conceived. So <laughs> It'd be NWA, though, wouldn't it? Uh, I, I, Big Bubba I, Rogers I was, was with the yeah, NWA. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, even though I live in the Northeast and I, I don't think the NWA ventured up here all that often. But... I think that they did it once or twice. Oh, well, and that once or twice, uh, apparently the Big Bubba Rogers impregnated my mother. So There you go. Um, <laughs> how about the Italian stallion, if you will? Oh. Brian Rosselli. <laughs> yeah. Who was to be the brother of one Romeo Roselli, who was Romeo from you're, the Heartthrobs. You're forgetting a very key word there. What's that? I was the little brother. Ah, get it though, guys. You get Johnny it. Heartbreaker. <laughs> okay, yes, of course. Uh, you, you are um, a pale guy with a bright red beard. Why wouldn't you be uh, the Italian brother of Romeo Roselli? I did enjoy getting to do the Italian salute uh, quite often. So. <laughs> Comes with the territory. Um, yes. How about the Executioner? Yeah, uh, so uh, MWF, Dan Marathi, started booking me and uh, brought me in as Ox Baker's Executioner. Not like I was going to kill Ox Baker, but that I, you know, <laughs> he was my manager, so I was his Executioner. Rest in peace, Ox Baker. My yes, goodness. Yes. Had not, you had nothing to do with it. I had nothing to do with it, and, and that's not what it was intended to be either. Yes. But uh, Dan didn't invest in a mask at first. 
So the first couple times I wrestled, I wrestled with pantyhose on my head. Very Chainsaw Charlie-esque. Yes, uh, it was something And you enjoyed special. it, right? It was something special. You enjoyed it, okay. How about your twin brother? Uh, I mean, I guess we'll get into your twin brother. We talked about um, <laughs> we talked about Max Smashmaster's twin brother. We'll talk about your twin brother, Maniac Mark Malonis. Yes, the Maniac Mark for uh, ECWA, Jim Kettner. Wide-eyed, crazy fella, uh, and I pulled it off horrendously. <laughs> <laughs> but let me just say what you did pull off tremendously was Mark Malonis as the chick magnet. <laughs> we talked about this briefly on the podcast before. You're wearing your uh, bow tie and coming out uh, dancing to, what song was it? Uh, Sharp Dressed Man. Of course. Uh, and later on I heard this was some sort of rib concocted by perhaps Jim Kettner with uh, Chase and the Logans. So I don't know how true that is. And if they listen, maybe they can confirm or deny. But uh, later on, yeah, I heard that was... Uh, a goof on me. <laughs> but I thought I, I thought I friggin' owned it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how is it a rib when you just friggin' destroyed it? <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, in the end, it was the kingpin Brian Malonis, which uh, unfortunately has stuck. Why, why unfortunately? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I would love to see, you know, Brian Roselli uh, going around, you know, giving the old Italian, uh, you know, what's, what's the thing you call it when you rub your fingers under your chin and 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 push it out towards people about that but i enjoyed doing it (laughs) yeah i mean come on but uh yeah the kingpin he's here and he's here to stay so those are the many gimmicks are there there anything i missed brian well i was the big ugly very briefly uh and uh (laughs) uh my my creation actually um the big ugly the big ugly yeah that was originally my backyard character and then i liked it so i used it in ucw at some point in between maybe Tank Sherman and then Brian the Sherman Tank Abbott. That could have been a, a Royal Rumble, just like with Mick Foley and the Faces of Foley, where you come up three different times or, or three or four. I mean, there's like five different characters for this one promotion. <laughs> four, yeah, four up to, up to four. Um, I'm trying to think if there were any other, uh, any other names along the way. Um, Anybody out there in New England who remembers a uh, a failed character of Brian Malonis uh, <laughs> at the WPAN on Twitter, Facebook.com slash the WPAN. Uh, here, here's one. Uh, well, I, I didn't actually portray this character, but uh, we all know the Playboy is my brother. Originally, Big Time Wrestling wanted me to be the Playboy. And you flat out refused. Uh, well, I agreed initially. Yes. And then I thought better of it and told them, I just I don't think it's me. You know, no hard feelings or anything. I just didn't think I could pull that character off. Just not my not my wheelhouse. Um, I would not have been comfortable wearing trunks. So, I, 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 big time wrestling had originally envisioned me as the Playboy. So, well, and I guess Jimmy's oh, probably we forgot Crusher Brian Blackwell. Whoa, <laughs> who was that for? That was for Lobster Man. Oh my God! Wow, Crusher Brian Blackwell. The, yeah. wait, are you the illegitimate son of Jerry Blackwell? I don't think there was that quite that much of a story to it. I think it was just, well, you know, we'll just call Crusher Brian Blackwell. All right. Oh, man. I think, <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So look at that. What are we up to? How many is that now? That's probably, I think we're about like 12. 12 or 13. <laughs> something like that. Wow. <laughs> You've put Brutus Beefcake to shame. 
throw a druid. I was a druid, you know, for WWE that one time too. So you know, throw that in there. We're almost up to half a Royal Rumble, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! All right, we gotta get out of here. Uh, we want to make sure that everyone goes and votes in the poll. The polls usually run Thursday night to Saturday morning. Go to check Twitter at the WPAN. Uh, vote in the poll, and you'll uh, can vote on what we talk about next week here on Something Extra. For more wrestling podcasts about nothing, search for us wherever you get your podcasts or find all the episodes at bdaradio.com.